Amen. Hey, can you all stand for me real quick? Stand, and I want you to give a big old stretch. Give a big old stretch. stretch. Biggest stretch you can ever stretch. There you go. All right. Good, good, good. Okay. All right, you could be seated. And I just, I just wanted to do that because I want to tell you something. God is stretching you. God is stretching you. Whether you want to be stretched or not, whether you know you're being stretched or not, God is stretching you. That's what God does. He's always stretching us. How do you guys know without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? And so God is always putting you in a situation or allowing you to be in a situation that's going to stretch you because he wants you to grow. He wants you to have new life. He wants you to have new experiences and new things. He doesn't want you to be stuck for the next 40 years. He wants you to be unstuck he wants you to grow. And so God's doing that. And we, we're looking in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, just right on the heels of this transition of leadership between Moses and Joshua, God speaks to the, uh, not only to Joshua, but he speaks to all the people. And he says, get ready. All of you guys, get ready. Because I'm taking you somewhere you've never been before. I'm taking you into a realm you've never experienced before. There's going to be new experiences you've never had before. Get ready. Now, on the surface, that sounds fun, and it sounds maybe exciting, but how many of you guys know we don't always like new? <laughs> Come on. We don't always like new. We don't always like different. We don't always like changes and transitions and something different. And so it's not always easy. And we said last week that... God is setting us up for the next stage of plan. And there was the ready and the set, and then Joshua had the command to go. In a very similar way, New Life Church, we, we, we've had our ready and our set. You've had a ready set for months and months and months, and last week you heard the cry, go. New leadership, new time, new season. And we have to go. We have to go. So tap your neighbor on the shoulder and say, are you still good for go? Ask him, are you still good for go? <laughs> See, I believe with everything in my being, with every fiber of my being, I believe that, that we are ready to cross over into some new territory as a church. So ready, set, go. We're going. And the Lord tells Joshua that they're about to cross into some, some new stuff. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 3, I forgot, I have the power up here now. I forgot about that. Woo! I've got the power in the name of Jesus. Okay, that's too old. I just dated myself. Oh, my goodness. Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses. Every place you step. That's limitless. Have you guys know that God has no limits on your life. He has no limits on your potential. You've put limits on yourself. The devil's put limits on you. People have put limits on you. And God is saying, enough of that. I want to break you out of your limits. And I want to stretch you in ways that you didn't even know you could be stretched. To do things that you didn't even know that you were able to do or capable of doing. That's what God wants to do in your life. New realms, new territory. And some might say, well, pastor, this was a specific word to the people of Israel in Joshua's day. How, how do you know? What makes you say this is for me? And that's a good question. And I want to answer that good question with a really good answer. 
I know because that is what God does. That is how God works. That's how God operates. God's always advancing his people. He's always challenging his people. He is always stretching his people. He's always growing his people. Have you guys know you're a part of a Christian walk? And it's just that. It's not a Christian sit. It's not a Christian lie down. It's a Christian walk. You're moving. You're going. You're advancing. And it's meant to be that. God's always on the move. And our human nature, we want to settle. We want to get comfortable. We want to get stuck. And it's easy to get stuck with no growth, no maturity. And it requires zero faith. Come on. It requires zero faith to go where I went yesterday. To do what I did yesterday. And I'm going to tell you what, the church always gets stuck. Not just, I'm not talking about you, this church. I'm saying the church of Jesus, we get stuck. And I get tired of it. I just, let me just share with my pet peeve here. The church should be the front line of everything. We should be the cutting edge of everything because we're the kingdom of God. We serve the creator. And we should be on the cusp of everything. We should be, we should be leading the world. And why are we always behind? And I get bothered by this. I get tired of that, that sometimes we're, we're so behind and, and we're, not, we're, we're not advancing. And we're always trying to play catch up. The church gets stuck. Same songs. <laughs> People get stuck in their, their songs from 1600s. They're still singing the same songs. Doing the same thing for centuries. And God moved on a long time ago. And they get, we get stuck because this is what I know. This is what I'm kind of, it's human nature, guys. It's human nature to like to do what I'm used to doing and not doing anything differently. I used to work with, with cows, and I worked on a cattle ranch. And it was so interesting because they had their stanchion that they would go to eat in, you know? And they would get really upset if another cow went in there and, and started to eat their, eat their stuff. They would come and just bush. They would just knock them out, you know, they, and they'd knock everyone down the whole line. Everybody would get knocked out because they wanted their spot. There's tons of other spots open, but they got to have their spot. And I thought, I looked at it and said, ah, it looks like the church. <laughs> looks just like the church. We like our spot, you know, right? We like to do what we want to do. We sit in the same spot in church. We park in the same parking spot. All the, this is human nature. Human nature. I'm not, make, I'm not putting you down or anything. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm right with you guys. I am with you. Ask my family, right? Are there certain things that I... This is my routine. Don't mess with it. <clears throat> and, but God is always on the move. And he calls his people to be always on the move with him. To be unstuck. <clears throat> to be unstuck. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 17 through 18. Here's what you're called to. Going from glory to... We sang that song. That was our opening song. Going from glory to glory. Come on. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Not bondage, freedom. Freedom. 
And we all, with unveiled face, behold the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You're going from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory to the next degree of glory. God's plan is never to demote you. He's always trying to promote you. He's always willing to take you to the next level. He wants to take you from one point of victory to the next place of victory. The victories that this church fought and won open the way for the victories of today. And our victories, the battles you're fighting right now, church, and the victories we're getting, open up the victories for the victories tomorrow. Till we're going from one victory to the next victory to the next victory. You're going from glory to glory to glory. Ever advancing, ever moving. So I want to be very clear about this. I'm not just speaking to this church as a, as a community or this church as a body. I'm not just talking to New Life Community Church as an organization. But I'm addressing each one of us individually. When I say get ready. Because God wants to advance you to your next level. To your next place in him. He wants to get you unstuck. Because that's what he's always doing. But especially this time in our church, in our history, God is, the spirit is saying, ready, set, go. So who's ready for their next level? Come on. You don't want to be stuck for the next 40 years going on the same mountain over and over. Same issues, same, same stuff, same problems, recreating it over and over and over again. 40 years from now, you'll be in the same spot, same maturity level. You don't want that. You want to grow. You want to advance. Come on, put your hands up in the air with me. Come on. Stretch yourself. I know this is weird for some people. Like, I don't put my hands up in church. Well, do it right now. Come on, stretch yourself. Put your hands up. Pray this, Lord, I'm ready for my next level of victory. Let me become unstuck. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the book of Joshua, chapter 1, is laying out for us some things about going into our next level of victory, our next challenge from the Lord, our next area of expansion, the next place that God is taking us personally. Here are a few things you're going to need to take into, into, it's going to take to enter you into your next level. There's a few things here. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. First thing you're going to need to go into your next level is you're going to need to be sure of his presence. You need to be sure of his presence. What was the secret of Moses' success? For all the years that he was leading the children of Israel, it was the presence of the Lord with him. God was with him. Remember Moses' encounter with the Lord in the burning bush, Moses is all full of self-doubt. He's all full of his insecurities and, and his limitations and his inabilities. And what did God tell him? Exodus chapter 3, 11 and 12. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Verse 12, he said, but I will be with you. That's all you need to know. 
I will be with you. I will be with you. That's essentially what God's saying to Joshua as well. And, 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 and let me tell you, that's what God's saying to you this morning. I will be with you. I will be with you. Whatever God's calling you to do, whatever challenge you're facing ahead of you, and you're sitting back looking at your inability and your insecurities and all the reasons why you can't do it, you need to hear God saying to you, but I will be with you. I will be with you. I'm not going to leave you. None of, our, none of us are sufficient in ourselves. None of us can do it in ourselves. There's not one person here who could do it without the Lord. You need him. But there's some context, the, the, the context of this promise. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. We could talk a lot today and review the life of Moses and all that God did for Moses <clears throat> from how he led them out of, the, out of bondage and the crossing of the Red Sea, the splitting open and the feeding of the man, the daily Listen, daily provision for 40 years. Daily provision. God showed up in powerful and miraculous ways. And so his promise to be with Joshua, it's rooted in his faithfulness in the past. How do I know God's going to take us into the future? Because he brought us here. And he will be with us. And he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. The landscape's going to be different. Listen, when Moses, when Joshua now is going to lead the people, the landscape's different. It's going to look different. It's not the same landscape as they went through before. The task of, of, of dividing up the land and driving out the inhabitants of the land that Joshua had was going to be very different than the task Moses had to deliver the people. But God's promise is the same. I will be with you. I will be with you. What's God's promise for you and I today? Hebrews 13, 5, God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And of course, New Testament Christians, we have Jesus' promise. Jesus, the one who's called Emmanuel, God with us. He's giving you the same promise. I am with you always to the end of the age. So listen, the next 13 years of New Life Community Church is going to be, look different than the last 13 years. And the battles to be fought in the next 13 years are going to look different than the battles you thought you, we fought the last 13 years. There's going to be new leader, new times, but God's promise is sure. He will be with us. The next season of life that you're facing is not necessarily going to look like the season of life you had before. Some of us have our kids that grew up and they're going to college now. And we're going, "Ah, what's this? Or you're going, woo, what's this? (laughs) Depending on your personality, right? It's going to look different. It's going to look different now, right? And it's not going to look the same. You're going to have new ministries. There's going to be new ministries that God is going to call you in this next season to be involved in that you've been going, there's no way I could ever do that. You feel the stretch? There's going to be new ministries started in this church, more than likely over the years to come, that God is going to call you to step up into. And it's going to stretch you, and it's going to freak you out. And you're going to go, I don't think I can do that. 
But God's promise does not change. Some of you are going to have different jobs. Some of you are going to need to trust God in different ways. Some of you might be being called by God to step out and start new business. And you're going, let me just tell you, God's promise is the same. He will be with you. He will be with you. So listen to me. You need to be sure that he will be with you. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, he's got you. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. So my challenge to you is really focus on being a man or woman of his presence and be sure of the presence of God in your life. Be a person of his presence. Learn to spend time in his presence. Get used to his presence. Get comfortable in his presence so that you can get unstuck. His presence will unstick you. And know he's with you. He's not going to leave you. He's right here. He's got you. He's holding your hand. You're going to be okay. It's going to work. So be sure of his presence. And, and secondly, be brave in his presence. Be brave in his presence. Come and go, oh, it's going to be okay. Be brave. The Bible tells us that we have an enemy. He's the devil. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Sounds frightening, doesn't it? Now, here's what's interesting about lions. If you watch National Geographic or, you know, those, I don't know, pla- planet. What do they call those planet, you know, blue planet? Animal planet, blue planet, weird planet, strange rock planet, whatever, planet, planet, planet. I don't know. There's so much planet out there. If you watch those and you see lions, have you guys seen lions hunting, right? What do they do? They get real quiet, right? And they sneak up on their prey. They don't roar. They don't roar. They're real quiet. Then they pounce and they get you. And they're, they're, it's over. It's over. Boom. They eat you. Here's the interesting thing. You know, as lions get older, as lions get older, they can't run as fast. And they start losing their teeth. And they even start, their claws don't work as well. Or I don't know if they lose them or something, something goes on with their claws anyway. And so they develop a new strategy. The normal strategy is be very quiet, sneak up, pounce. The new strategy is, for an old lion, is you roar. Roar! And what it does is it paralyzes the prey, and it gives them a little head start before they start running. It scares them. They go, and then they, they, and then they, they just, just for a brief little second there, you may not even notice it, but they, they stop. It, it paralyzes them. It scares them and paralyzes them. Now, here's what's interesting We have an adversary, but he's not like a normal lion, like a young lion who's going to get you. He's he's a roaring lion. Because, see, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, disarmed him and took out his teeth and removed his claws. He can do nothing to you. He's a defeated foe. So all he can do is go, roar! And scare you to paralyze you. (gasps) And you won't move. And you won't advance. And you won't go. And you won't believe. 
and he just wants to scare you and stun you. Many, many, many Christians are out there paralyzed. You're paralyzed by the roars of the enemy. You're living in fear and you're living in intimidation and you're believing his lies. You're paralyzed and you're stuck. You can't get to your next level. You know what fear is? It's false evidence appearing real. It's false. He will give you false evidence. It will appear real to you. It's fear. It's fake. It's a lie. It'll seem very real. It'll feel very real, but it's not. Remember that the devil is the father of all lies. He speaks no truth. There is no truth in him. There is no truth in him. There is nothing the enemy is speaking to you that is truthful. Fear never is going to come from God because fear is opposite of what he does. All fear is of the devil. If you're afraid, if you're saying to yourself, but I'm afraid to do that, that's Satan. It's not God. It's not the Holy Spirit leading you. Jesus will never speak to you and say, you can't do that. You're an idiot. He's not going to do that. That's what the devil says to you. And he will give you false evidence. He will pull up lies from your past. There, there's some, let me tell you that there's some people, you're living with lies from 40 years ago. You're called upon to stand up and give a testimony, and you see yourself not as a 50-year-old. You see yourself as a 7-year-old standing up in first grade being laughed at. And all that's coming back to your mind, and it's sticking you. And you need to get unstuck. And we can help you get unstuck with some of those things too, by the way. But you need to get unstuck. And all that false evidence is coming back to your mind. Back to your mind. Every fear you have is based on a lie. Every single one of them. What if if the church loses people? Well, whose job is it to build the church? Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What in the world are you sitting there thinking about who's going to come to church and not come to church? My goodness. Who's the Lord of your church? So what are you, why are you listening to the devil? That's a fear and it's a lie, rooted in lie. What if we don't have enough money? How are we going to pay the mortgage of the church? Well, who's the provider? Boy, I'm so happy it's not... Aren't you glad it's not Pastor Eric, my provider? It's not Pastor Jaira. It's Jehovah Jaira, my provider. And last time I checked, he didn't quit his job. He's still Jehovah Jaira. He's still living on the throne, right? He's still God. And we, so we, we buy all these lies. What if the new pastor can't meet all my needs? Let me just save you some trouble there. I won't meet all your needs. Very few of them. I'm not even good at back rubs. So for crying out loud, please do yourself a favor and look to Jesus. (laughs) Save you all kinds of disappointment. Just save you all kinds of disappointment right off the bat. Listen, don't you dare, don't you dare give in to fear. Don't do it. If you feel fear 
Don't you dare. Tell your neighbor, don't you dare give in. Don't you dare give. Now, I need, okay, come on. I need you, come on. Let's get up, up all up in here, okay? Come on. You do this boldly. Say, don't you dare give in to fear. Act like you mean. You're talking to your kids now, okay? Like you're talking to your kids. Don't you dare give up to fear. Don't you dare give in to fear. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. All kinds of fear based on lies. I'm not good enough, not equipped enough, not strong enough, not man enough, not brave enough, not smart enough, not enough money, not enough time, on and on and on. Roar! You hear it? That's what he's doing. Roaring at you. Joshua chapter 1, 6 and 7. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Being, being careful to do according to the, law of, to, to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you, have, that you may have success wherever you go. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.18, whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever, your, whenever, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. In case you're not counting, that's four times in this chapter alone that God has commanded to be strong and courageous and to not be afraid. And by the way, he already told him the same thing three other times in Deuteronomy 31. One thing that tells us that, that Joshua was going to have some tough, tough times was just that. <laughs> it tells you that, that uh, humanly speaking, Joshua did have good reason to feel weak and fearful. And you very well may have good reason to feel weak and fearful in the natural in the natural Joshua knew there'd be obstacles there'd be enemies he knew all about that remember he was there he he was he was part of the spy team that went in and saw he saw the giants of the land with his own eyes he knew what he was up against he saw it with his own hand his, his own eyeballs saw what he was coming up against and what was going to stand before them and there's going to be there's going to be uh giants that we're going to face church there's going to be giants that you're going to face and god's promise of victory does not always mean easy does not always mean it's going to be easy for you and god's assurance of victory does not necessarily exempt you from battles there's going to be battles there's going to be times at new life when you're going to need to encourage one another let me just tell you, there's going to be times you're going to need to stand by Danielle and I. You're going to need to encourage us. We're in this together, right? And we're going to need to be encouraging one another to be strong and courageous. We're going to have some, we're going to have to be strong together. Because victory, listen, victory is not automatic. You have to fight for it. You have to go after it. You don't just sit back and say, okay, well, God has done it. No, God did it, but you have, to, you have to occupy it. Let me just tell you something, too. Occupy. What does occupy mean? You know, we all hear about this Christian, oh, we're occupying until he comes, you know. This is, this is not occupy. C 
sitting down and waiting is not occupy. Occupy is a military term. And it means you conquer the land <clears throat> and then you occupy it, which means you're militant. You look for anywhere that that old devil's going to rise up and you squish him right now. Don't even let him move. Him. You just squish him as soon as you see him. You're militant, you're vigilant, and you're looking. You're looking for the terrorist cells. <laughs> you're looking for the IUDs. You're looking for all those things. IED, what is it? IEDs. IUD is like a birth controller. So I don't know. <laughs> don't look for those. <laughs> we just took a totally different turn here. <laughs> Woo! Be strong and courageous. <laughs> My goodness. Anyways, be militant, right? Be militant. If you get, you get a victory over the enemy, don't think you're done. He's going to keep rising up and roaring at you, trying to remind you how weak you are, trying to remind you how frail you are, how you're not going to overcome this addiction. It's going to get you eventually. He's going to every day. Roaring at you. And it's not, it's not automatic because you've got to fight with the Lord Jesus in his strength and his power and his might. Not to wear you out. Because it's not in your If you do it in your might, it's wearing you down. If we do it with Jesus, it's fun. Listen, if spiritual warfare is wearing you out, you're doing it wrong. It's fun. Because let me tell you what. You know why the devil's here? This is my theory. Why Jesus didn't destroy him? He's here so I can torture him. And just make him miserable. I am part, I believe I'm part of the, de I, I believe I'm part of the judgment of God against Satan. That I just torture him every day. Every time I go like this, whoo, he's just like, ah, I love it. I love it. I love to make him miserable. So we occupy, we, we take land and we fight for it and we hold on to it. And the basis of the courage that we have is his abiding presence. That's it. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. This is Paul. He's passing the baton on to Timothy, a young disciple. And, and he's, he's known to be quite timid. But he tells him, Then you, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strengthened by the grace that, it is, that is in Christ Jesus. Now, if he'd said, be strong, period, just be strong. That's like me telling you if it's pouring rain outside. That's like me telling you, go ahead and go to your car and stay dry. Just stay dry. No umbrella. Just go stay dry. But listen to me. It's not based on me. It's not based on your human ability. Our strength and courage is not found in my inner being or inner person. It's found in the grace of Jesus. The presence of Jesus in my life. Now, listen to me. If, if, if I met the devil in my own strength and power in some dark alley, I'd just stand there and pee down my leg. I'd be so scared. I have no power in myself. Oh, I'd just... And pretty soon there'd be a big old puddle under me. But I come at him in the name of Jesus in the power and might of the Lord Jesus Christ who won my victory on the cross 2,000 years ago. It's not for me to defeat the devil. Jesus already defeated him. I just show up and announce to him and remind him who he is, and I step on his head. 
in the name of Jesus. It's not me doing it, it's Jesus doing it. So you are standing in power and in might of the Lord Jesus, not in, not in your might, not in your power, but because he's with us, because he never leaves us, he never forsakes us, because he's the same today, yesterday, forever. He's always been faithful. He'll always be faithful. He never changes. Different face up here. Not as good looking maybe as the other one, but you know, but you notice the other one's trying to wear glasses like me, a trendsetter. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. But listen to me, same God, same Holy Spirit, same Jesus, same promise, same Lord, and he's got you. So be brave. Be strong in his presence. We can be strong in him. So be sure of his presence. Be brave in his presence and be reliant on his presence. Be reliant on his presence. Moses, Moses spoke to all Israel, Deuteronomy 31, verses 2 and 3. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. About your age? No. No. That was just mean. I'm sorry. That was just mean. I couldn't help it. Sorry. That was, that was the bad Eric coming out. Ooh. I'm 120 years old today. I'm no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken. Moses is realizing his time on earth is short. And he reminds Israel all the crucial facts that the Lord is with them and, and the Lord is going to go with them. They're going to face their enemies. They're going to take the territory. And there's, there's this essential truth that he's driving home in verse 3. It says, the Lord your God himself will go over before you. And he then repeats that. He repeats it again in, in verse 6, verse 8, verse 23. He repeats that to them. And it, it, it's always vital. It, it's vital to understand this all the time, but especially in times of change, to know that God is present with you. And he's the one unchanging constant in your life the one sure thing that is not about to change even after joshua's passing from the scene joshua at the end of his life end of his ministry he reminds the people of this important truth it's in joshua chapter 23 verse 14 oops i went too far huh I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not an adept clicker, I've found out too, just by the way. Joshua 23, 14, now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. And you know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that no one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one of them has failed. Now, isn't that a good word? Does that encourage you like it encourages me? 
Not one word is going to fail. New Life Church, not one word of the Lord is going to fail you. Not one word of the Lord is going to fail us. So as a church, we're facing a time of transition, and God's word to us is trust in him, trust in his faithfulness. Don't trust in human leaders. Leaders are going to come, and leaders are going to go. They're going to pass off the scene. It's the way of things. It wasn't Pastor Bob who brought us this far. It was the Lord. And it won't be Pastor Eric who's going to take you to the next places. It's going to be the Lord. I promise you. And one day it'll be me passing the baton on or going the way of the earth. It's a nice way of saying die. (laughs) We should say that. I'm going to go the way of the earth. Kind of nicer. What happened to my puppy? He went the way of the earth, son. (laughs) And listen, one day, though, one one way or another, unless we all go up in the rapture, then, then it doesn't matter. But one day... I want to be able to say, and I'm going to say like Joshua at the end of his time, not one word has failed of all the good things the Lord promised. Come on, say no fear. No fear. Come on up, would you? So listen, this morning, I'm just calling you to make a step of faith. Make a step of faith today. Could you stand with me this morning? Just step out today to say, God, I'm going to go boldly into the next level you have for me. And you know, as you look back, you might say, there were some real hard things back there that I've had to go through. I've gone through some really tough stuff. And we do. Life is hard. Bad things happen to us in life. Difficulties come. We, we suffer great, great losses sometimes and great trials and great tragedies. But we don't want to get stuck there. We want to move forward. We want to move on with the Lord, right? You don't want to be stuck here today. If you're in the midst of suffering, if you're in the midst of tragedy, you don't want to be here forever. You want to journey through this and get on with life. You want to move forward, right? If you've suffered some failures, some of you maybe have had some failures, and you're you're looking at those failures and going, man, I really blew that. Some of you maybe lost family. You you lost your marriage. You lost your home. You lost kids. Saying to you, don't stay there. Don't stay. You're not meant to live there as if as if God is somehow punishing you and you have to stay there forever. That's not his plan for you. His plan is to move forward. Go from glory to glory. Some of you guys need to move on. Say, you know what? It's time. Lord, it's time for me to move forward. With your help and strength, God, I want to step out. I want to step out. Some of you have been in the same place you're in now. You've been there for a long time. When's the last time you had a new encounter? You can tell me about the encounters you had with Jesus. You can tell me about what the Holy Spirit has done in your life to this point. But what about the new things? What about the new experience with the Lord? When's the last time God moved on your heart in a brand new way? When's the last time that you had to step out in faith and just totally believe Him? 
no plan B, no plan C, just God, either you do this or I die. And I believe God is calling you to those levels to step out in Him. I can't call them all out. I don't know what it is in your own personal life, what it is that personally God is calling you, what a new level of commitment, a new level of challenge. I don't know what it is. And you might be here this morning, and you know what? You really don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've been a churchgoer. You may have been baptized, confirmed, whatever. But some of you guys were baptized, but you're just a wet sinner. You've actually never been born again. You've actually never had Jesus Christ come into your life and change you, really make you a different creature. You're a new person now in Christ. You've never experienced that. And today's your day. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin. He died on the cross not only for your sin. Listen to me. He died on the cross for your healing. He died on the cross for your restoration. He took your sorrows upon himself. He took your grief. That's what the Bible says. He was stricken by sorrow and grief. He took it on himself. You're not meant to walk in that. You're not meant to keep that. Jesus wants to take that from you. He wants to take your sin. He wants to give you a new life and a new start and a new position. And today could be the day you begin that right now by calling on Jesus as your Savior. It's so easy to do. It's a free gift, and you just come and receive it. So in just a second, I'm going to ask our altar teams to come on up here. And listen, when they come, when they step out, I'm going to say go. And they're going to, they're going to step out, and they're going to begin moving up. And I want you to step out too, and you begin moving up. If you need to get unstuck in an area, you come on up and get prayer. If you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you come on up here, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to lead you to the Lord. They're going to, it's so easy to do, and they're going to walk you through steps to take you to Jesus so you can give your life to Jesus. It'll never be the same for you. If God is calling you to a new level and a new place of victory, a new place of authority, I want you to come on up here, and I want you to step out in faith, and I want you to come and say, God, I don't know how I'm going to get there. don't even know the way, but, Lord, you're going to show me. I just know I can't be here forever. I got to move. All right? So when I say go, I want our altar teams to come out of it, and you come too, right with them. So you're not the only one. A bunch of people will be moving, so you don't have to feel weird about it. No one feels scared about it. We're all here with you, okay? Ready, set, go. Come on up. And don't hold back. Do not let the lion roar in your ear. Don't you give in to fear right now. Because right now the, the devil is roaring at some people right now, making you fearful of even going forward, making you fearful of making a commitment to Jesus. And don't let him. Father, I thank you for each person here this morning. You are working. You are touching lives. You are touching hearts today, God. And I praise you for that, Lord. Begin to move on hearts. Begin to move on people right now, God. Unstick them. I speak in the name of Jesus Christ over your life. Be unstuck. Be free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Come on, I just felt that right now coming to this room. Holy Spirit just moved in here. I just felt a wind of freedom go through here. Grab onto it. 
Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We're going to believe with you. We're going to pray for you.